Union Wesley, I want to share with you a portion of text that was read for your hearing. Um, not the Old Testament passage of Psalms 56 or 46. Amen. Don't go to 56, 46. I want to look again at Ephesians chapter 3. Would you let me read again since it's just a few verses? Verses 20 and 21, um, where it says this in the King James Version. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all the ages world without end amen would you bow your heads please in just a brief moment of prayer eternal God our heavenly father we thank you O Lord for how you have kept us over these many days God we thank you that you are you've allowed us to gather together Lord through the use of technology Oh God, I pray that you'll bless your vessel, that your vessel might be used by you. Prop me up on my every leaning side. Use me, O oh Lord, as you've never used me before. I give you all that I have in the offering plate of service today. This we ask in Jesus' precious name. Let every heart say amen. Ewing and Wesley, I want to share with you... Uh, a simple thought and the simple thought is this strange praise I know you're watching via live stream you downloaded it on your app but today I want to talk about strange strange praise we don't have but a handful of people in the sanctuary but we've got all of Union Wesley and all of our uh, Union Wesley congregation that worship with us on a weekly basis today I want to talk about strange praise amen when we face life's troubles and problems it can become easiest to lose sight of the bigger picture it can become easy to lose sight of the master's plan we can reach a place where we begin to doubt our significance or importance in the grand godly scheme of things we can begin to question God sometimes because we are bound by time we have the proclivity and the tendency to believe that hardships, sickness, conflict, loneliness, and even fear that they will last forever or that they will never come to an end. I hope you listen to me as we talk about this coronavirus. Somebody needs to understand it will not last forever. 
The church at Ephesus or the Ephesian church family face some issues or some feelings. They face the intensity of pressure from the world around them. Their faith is being tested by hardships and burdens. Union Wesley, I know you and I know something about that today. Our faith being tested because of hardships and burdens. And I know that you're watching, but I know that I can hear all of you saying, I know that's right. The church at Ephesus faces hardships and burdens. They face one hardship after another hardship. From 250 people being able to gather last week to now some 50 people being able to gather in large assemblies. One hardship after another. One burden after another burden. One crisis after another crisis. And it became hard for the Ephesians to keep their eyes on the bigger picture. One crisis, one problem after another becomes a challenge to keep our eyes on the master's plan. If we're not careful, we will allow hardships and burdens and crises to distract us from what God says is the bigger picture and the master's plan. We never know what God is up to. But please understand that God is always up to something. Whether we know or can acknowledge what the something really is. So hear me this morning. Don't allow the smaller issues to become a distraction. Don't allow the less important issues to become a distraction. Paula, don't allow the trivial issues to become a distraction. If we're not careful, we will be distracted by minor matters to the point that we lose focus on the bigger picture or the master's plan. So Paul is attempting to encourage the church at Union Wesley, I'm sorry, the church at Ephesus in their walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul knows that it is not always easy when you are trying to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul knows that it gets hard sometimes when you're trying to live a life that is pleasing unto Almighty God. Paul knows that it gets hard trying to live like God wants you to live. Wonders there a witness out there watching via live stream that knows something about trying to live right 
when times get difficult and when times get hard. It makes me think of that secular artist Marvin Gaye who says makes me want to holler and I wonder is there anybody this morning that just want to holler sometimes but hear me you got to be careful because the Bible declares that life and death is in the power of your tongue so as long as I got my tongue I'm able to holler unto the Lord Jesus Christ Paul writes this epistle this letter to the church at Ephesus because Paul wants them to see what they are going through not from their perspective but from God's perspective where you stand has a lot to do with what you see and sometimes because of where we're standing we are not able to see all that God has in store for us Paul starts off this letter in chapter 3 talking about the Jews and the Gentiles Jews and Gentiles were age-old enemies uh, they never liked each other they had always had negative feelings and thoughts towards one another but now because of the gospel of Jesus Christ that had been preached to the Gentiles now these two nations of people have become a family of the Lord Jesus Christ these two different people had become one family in the faith of the body of Christ now they have unity between two people that before could not stand the ground that the other walked on these two people who used to hate each other these two people who never wanted to be bothered with each other their unity is a sign that if God can do this hear me somebody if, if, if God can bring us together and we could not stand one another if God can bring us together and we did not talk or fellowship with each other but if God can bring us together then God can do anything if Jews and Gentiles could get along then God can do anything if God can put an end to hostility between two different people then then God can do anything they hated one another until they receive the gospel of Jesus Christ receiving the gospel of Jesus Christ change everything and how they felt toward one another you and your Wesley are you listening to me today hear me nudge somebody in your house tell them this ain't the right time to go to sleep tell somebody you need to wake up right about now because hear me you can know if somebody really has received the Lord Jesus Christ you can know that somebody really has been changed how they feel about somebody they could not stand and somebody they used to hate when the Lord changes you, your feelings will change towards people who are fellow believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
If you still can't stand me, if you still don't speak to me, then hear me, I doubt that a real change has come into your life. I doubt that you have really received the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because when the Lord changes us, we start speaking to people that, that we didn't used to speak. And we start helping folk that we didn't used to help. All of a sudden, things start happening. And things start changing. What God had done with this impossible situation between Jews and Gentiles, bringing them together was an impossible situation and what Paul wanted the Ephesian church family to know that I want you to apply this principle of what God did with this impossible situation between Jews and Gentiles Paul is saying I want you to apply this principle to impossible situations that you come up against in your life so I wonder is there anybody here that's facing an impossible situation Situation. Hear me, if God can do that, then God can do this. God says, look at who you used to be and look at how you've grown. And if I can do this, then I can do that. Hear me, somebody, if, if God can do this, he can do any impossible situation in our life. God's manifestation of what he had done was to be their testimony of a God who is able to do, here's the text, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think or imagine. So Paul is saying, take what God did in your relationship and apply that power to everything that you're dealing with and when you begin to think God can't fix it I'm talking to somebody this morning remember the impossible things that God has done for y'all already then you must say now unto him who is able to do above all that you could ask or think in other words, if God can do this, the God that I serve can do that. Again, is there anybody watching live stream? Anybody watching on your app that can point or put your finger on an impossible situation that God worked out in your life? Hear me, what the enemy wants you to do is to forget about your history. He wants you to forget about what God has done in your past and get you afraid and frightened by the virus and all that is going on in our world right now. You need to understand that if God can do it before, then the God that we serve can do it again he can do it with your new situation he can do it with your different set of circumstances the God that we serve is no respecter of our issues or our conditions if he did it before he can do it again hear me this epistle to the church at Ephesus these two verses are known as a doxology doxa 
meaning praise and logos meaning God which means a doxology is praise to God I don't know about you but that's that's really why we woke up this morning we woke up this morning to give God praise and hear me I'm not talking about giving the pastor praise I'm not talking about giving the presiding elder or the bishop praise but I'm saying that a doxology is a song of praise unto God we get accustomed to doing doxologies and we're accustomed to doing them at the end of the service just right before the benediction we do doxologies in church we do doxology in our Sunday go to meeting clothes we do doxologies with the organ the piano or the keyboard we do doxology in the church the physical structure or the body but hear me this doxology Paul gives this song of praise to God that Paul gives Paul doesn't do a doxology in the church but Paul does a doxology, a song of praise. He writes this song of praise while sitting in a prison cell on a cold, damp floor. Paul does not write a doxology, a song of praise sitting in the choir stand. He doesn't write it sitting in the pastor's study. He does not write it sitting in a Sunday school classroom. Paul writes this doxology, this song of praise about God while he's on lockdown sitting in a prison cell. Paul writes this song of praise to God, but he doesn't do it in the church. He does it in the prison. If he's going to give God praise from the prison, then I believe you can give God praise wherever you are this Sunday morning. I don't know your address, but God knows your address. And you ought to give him praise where you are. Paul gives God praise while in prison. Paul has the audacity to let a praise rise up inside of him. And Paul says, I got to praise and I gotta let it out I don't have to let it out when I come to church but I'll let it out when I'm sitting in prison and I wonder this morning is there anybody here is there anybody watching that has a praise and you gotta let it out hear me maybe somebody in the house is looking at you strange right now but you ought to tell them I got a strange praise and I got I mean I got to let it out hear me praise will help you manage your miserable situation anybody know anything about a miserable moment or miserable situation I mean Paul was in a miserable situation we can praise God and it'll help us to manage miserable moments 
miserable moments on the job miserable moments with your health miserable moments with your finances miserable moments in your relationship and even miserable moments in the church of Jesus Christ I wonder if there are any saved to the marrow folk who have had some miserable moments that you would not wish on your worst enemy I gotta say amen right there but God would allow a praise to come out of you in a miserable moment that you don't wish on anybody Paul says you have to get a praise in your spirit Paul says you must know that the same God who brought you out before is the same God that can bring you out of this this miserable moment I wonder if this is a miserable moment in the life of the United States of America where they're talking and threatening about shutting down the entire country and causing people uh, to only be able to be in their homes and to go no place else listen the devil is a liar I don't care if you're on lockdown in your house or you're on lockdown in a prison cell God is still God and God deserves us to give him a praise in the midst of our miserable moment in the midst of a dark situation God still deserves to be praised in the midst of something that you and I may want out of but we can't get out of right now God still deserves praise you and I must raise our voices and declare now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think every praise you and I give God can only be when things are all right every praise that you and I give to God cannot be when everything is going like we want them to go sometimes praise has got to come forth when life is dismal and when things are dark and you can't see your way through and the only way you can see your way through is to have a praise that declares now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly hear me somebody you need to know that the God that we serve in spite of the virus is still able hear me God is able I don't I don't care what it looks like I don't care what anybody says the God that we serve is still able and hear me you got to settle that in your mind and you must settle that in your spirit in the midst of your difficulty you must make up your mind that the God that you and I serve is still able there's a difference between theology and doxology 
Theology is what we believe about God. Doxology is a song of praise to God. Hear me somebody, you can't really sing a song of praise, a doxology, if you don't know what you believe about God. You can't really play a song of praise or a doxology if you don't know what you believe about God. And you can't preach or teach a doxology if you don't know what you believe about God. And I believe the problem in the church of Jesus Christ is we got too many Christians that don't have enough backbone that don't know how to rear your shoulders back in a difficult situation and say I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hear me, good theology will lead you to a doxology of praise unto God. My praise ain't about what I'm going through. My praise is about what I believe about God. And because I believe in God, I can say with assurance, God is able. Is there a witness in the house who's saying that God is able? I know it's difficult. I know it's hard. But God is able. You remember the three Hebrew boys? Who said to King Nebuchadnezzar, do what you want to do to us. Put us wherever you want to put us. And think whatever you want to think about us. But they said, we will not bow down to your image. Our God, this is them, our God is able. But if he does it, we will not worship your image. They didn't mean that God didn't have the power to release them. Oh, no, no, no. God always has the power. They were just saying, if God chooses not to release them, for whatever reason, just because God can, doesn't mean that he always will. We feel like because God can, that he is obligated to do it. But if God is obligated, then God is not sovereign. The sovereignty of God says that God can do whatever he wants to do. When, how, and where he wants to do it. And some folk are mad with God right now because they know that God can do it, but for whatever reason, God didn't do it. Hear me somebody, and I'm just about done. So many people shout on comfort. So many people praise God because they got a house. Praise God because they got a husband or a wife. So many people praise God because their loved one is still alive. But hear me, you don't shout because you got everything that you ask God for but you really shout when you got to go through a living hell and God has brought you back you got a real shout when you've gone through life difficulties and you can still say now unto him who is able is there anybody
anybody here is there anybody watching who's been through a living hell but thanks be to God the Lord has brought you out and the Lord has brought you through now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think my God is able no matter how hard it gets God can let you walk through hell with gasoline on your heels and he'll still bring you out and he'll still bring you through I know it's strange praise but God inhabits the praises of his people I'm telling when you and I start praising God and talking about the goodness of God in a difficult situation folk look at you strange but God looks and he smiles on his children who say to God God we don't just worship you when times are good we don't just worship you when everything is like we want it to be but God when I got to praise you during my difficult days when things get rough and things get tough listen I'm gonna clear my throat and I'm gonna say now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly we praise God with strange praise we praise God with difficult praise we train we praise God in the midst of it all for he is worthy even now in this strange place that most of us have never seen in all of our days God still deserves our praise